Hello and welcome to the Harith Ja podcast. It is Tuesday, 17th November. Today, I want to talk about some Malaysian stuff. Negaraku tanatumba. <laughs> so, what about Malaysian stuff? I saw an advertisement for the Proton X50. You might have seen this car. It's a Jeep-looking thing. It's pretty mean. And um, I've been starting to see this car spread around lately. Like, ooh, lot of people buying this car, which makes me feel proud. Malaysian-made. Apparently, one of the few things that we produce that actually fucking work. Oops, I should silent my phone. Ooh, it's my girlfriend. I swear to God, she sends me at least like five videos a day on Instagram. And then I get like, I used to get like 10 TikToks a day, but then I had to put a rule. <laughs> I was like, okay, listen, I love you. I love getting messages from you, but I need to put a limit on this shit. So from now on, you're only allowed to send me five TikToks a day. And, you know, I'm really happy she doesn't abuse the Instagram because she sends me posts every day as well. But if it gets out of hand, I'm going to be like, five, just five, woman, just five. <laughs> All right, where was I? Yeah, the Proton X50. So there are tons of reviews of this car. And, you know, when you're just bored and you're tired of looking at cats on YouTube, you're like, you know what? I'm just going to look at some reviews of the Proton X50. You know, it's just natural, totally, 100%. So, oh, that was sarcasm, by the way. If it wasn't clear, then there's definitely something I need to work on. So, the Proton X50. Now, here's the interesting thing about this car. It's probably not new, but they have voice command. Voice fucking command. You can use your voice to open the sunroof. Like, goddamn. I think you, I don't know what you say, but I guess you just say, hey, Proton X50. Please open the sunroof. And then the sunroof goes bing. So here's my question, yeah? Where does it fucking end? Like, seriously, I can now talk to my phone. Soon I can talk to my car. Like, I hate the idea that our future is we're going to talk to everything. All this fucking technology. Where does it end? Am I going to talk to my underpants someday? Like, hey, Padini underpants. My balls are sticking to my thigh. Do something about it. <laughs> For the woman listening, yeah, that is a problem that some of us men have. Especially if you have big, spacious balls. I'm not saying I have big, spacious balls. <laughs> What are spacious balls? No, but if you listen to a lot of Gary V online, which I do, you'll know that he thinks voice is the next big thing. So do expect a future where you just talk to fucking everything. Like you're not just talking to humans anymore. You'll be like, TV, turn on. Like you don't even have to shout. You can just whisper it under your breath. It could be like, hey, Kobe water dispenser, please pour me some water. Hey, shower, could you make it a little bit hotter, a little bit colder? But here's where it scares me. I hate the idea that my voice is going to be like 
listen to all day. But it's already happening! Yeah, supposedly because I have an iPhone, right? Because I have an iPhone, Tim Cook uh, and the CIA and the FBI are listening to me right now. Hello, CIA guy. Welcome to the Harithja podcast. Are you having a good time listening to me? Huh? Huh? Is this what your government pays you to do? The American tax dollars? Bombing the Middle East and spying on Malaysian podcasters? Huh? You feel good about what you're doing? If it's not clear what I'm doing, <laughs> I was just talking to my phone. But yeah, that's where we're headed, guys. So everyone keeps talking about the Great Reset. How COVID is going to reset the world economy and there are a bunch of rich guys in some place in Europe called Davos who are going to try and redesign the whole world so that you don't own anything. You have to rent everything and then they own everything and it's all going to be fucked. Or is it? I don't know. Maybe it's for the best. Supposedly, some people are saying, oh, we need to do it like this. Because if we don't, we're just going to end up nuking each other. So in general, I think I'm a pretty ignorant guy. I don't know. I don't know about the big macro picture of all this. I don't know. I'm not. I used to be really into conspiracy theories until, you know, I <laughs> learned to use common sense. And I started to appreciate the importance of proof. We need proof for everything. And a lot of these conspiracy theories lack basic proof. So, yeah, there's a bunch of rich people who are going to try and own everything. And they're on their way. And COVID is supposed to be all just some fake bullshit made in a lab somewhere. That ends in that ends in us becoming slaves. Yay! Positive, positive Wednesday morning podcast for you to listen to on your way to work. Do you feel good? Huh? Do you feel good driving your way to work? Knowing that you're already you already feel like kind of a slave, and then th some people want to enslave you even more. Yay! <laughs> How exciting does that sound? What are your other fucking options, huh? Okay, option A, you become a corporate slave and there are some Europeans or white people, they're probably white, working hand in hand with some, a few Chinese people, you know, just a few from China who want to enslave you even more. So that's option A. Option B is you sell bracelets on Instagram. Lol, lol. LOL <laughs> I'm not trying to make fun of you people who do it But I guess It's just entertaining to see some people try that e-commerce dropshipping On Instagram I mean good for you for trying Like who am I to judge you? Here, am I, here I am Podcasting and talking shit I mean you know what? Let's all just do stupid shit to try and not end up becoming slaves it's a total total long shot but you know we gotta try you try and you fail and then with each failure you learn and then you get closer to finding the thing that you're supposed to do so you don't end up like scrolling through documents for the rest of your life yeah that sounds fun for me i would you know as long as i'm not in poverty 
I would be so fine just chasing my dream of financial independence as long as I don't become some overpaid, overworked paper pusher. Because I want to know my children. I want to take my future wife on dates. And I want to have lots of free time to masturbate. No. No, you all know my stance on porn. I hate porn. Porn is terrible for you. But yeah, I want free time. I want to read. Maybe watch sports. Just take a walk. I think for most of human life, you know, except for the early parts, I guess humans, you know, after we were done hunting, gathering and fucking and killing, I imagine for most of human existence, most of the day was just filled doing nothing. Like once you've done all your productive stuff, you know, you just kind of hang out, make, make fart jokes, do some maniacal small work, just hang out with your family and friends. I feel like Leisure time like that is what we were designed to do. So I'd love to design my life around that where I work really hard on something productive for a few hours a day. Then the rest of the time I could just sit down with my future wife or kid or my mama or papa or brothers or my best friends. Just shoot the shit and fart, make a joke. <laughs> Watch some football. I don't know. Oh, I haven't watched football in a long time. Ah, oh, that's another thing. So football, I used to be crazy about football. I was a Chelsea fan. Chelsea, Chelsea, blue is the color, football is the game. We're all together and winning is our aim. So cheer us on through the sun and rain. Because Chelsea, Chelsea is our name. Can't believe I still remember that song. Yeah, uh, some of you might be football fans, maybe Arsenal fans or United fans. You're probably going, eh, go fuck yourself. I don't know why I did that in a British accent. Uh, go fuck yourself. That sounded like a half British, half African-American accent. Bear with me, guys. Bear with me. I'm really tired. Okay, what was I on about football? Yeah. It started when I was probably... 12 and then until i was like 21 i was uh, quite a religious chelsea fan i would watch as many of their shows as i could and uh in fact one of the best days of my life was when my ex-girlfriend bought me tickets to stamford bridge and i was just so happy to see my childhood heroes on the pitch i saw william frank lampard I've, I've seen Chelsea in Bukit Jalil Stadium before. I, I lost my shit when I saw Fernando Torres, Didier Drogba on the field. And then there was one player who was Jewish, Benjamin Yetanyahu. I think that was his name. Is that the Israeli prime minister I just named? <laughs> Benjamin Netanyahu is the Israeli prime minister. Not a football player, you idiot. Oh, Yossi Benayoun. That was... I'm so sorry. The Chelsea's play, the Chelsea player's name was Yossi Benayoun. I think, I think. And when he got the ball, you know, the Malaysians just started going, boo, boo, Yahudi, 
Yahudi Dajjal Illuminati. Well, they weren't saying things like that exactly, but you know, they were just giving him shit for being a Jew because these guys are all Muslims. And I remember watching that and being super fucking disappointed at my people. It's like, it's not that different from the way, literally, it's not that different from the way Hitler thought. And it's not that different from how there are a lot of bigots in the West who paint all of Muslims as terrorists, right? You know, if you get upset that people label your religion as an extremist, it really doesn't help. When you shit on an, a Jewish football player, like the guy's fucking kicking a ball. He's just kicking a Like, can you just calm down? He's not doing anything. So that shit won't end until you look at Jewish people, like the average Jewish person. I'm sure there's some fucked up Jewish people who are like bombing the shit out of Muslims in Palestine. But, you know, I think it's safe to say most Jewish people are just chill, normal people. huh? Just like most, the overwhelming majority of Muslims are just chill, normal people. So, oh God, that was such a detour. detour. Let me go back. Yeah, so... Here's the thing about football that I don't like. Like, I used to, like, shit on people who supported Man United or Arsenal or Tottenham, Tottenham Hotspurs, Tottenham Hotspurs. That's the way you're supposed to say it. So my housemaster in boarding school was constantly correcting my English. I was like, also, there's a game tonight. Can we watch it? And then he's like, yeah, who's playing? And I said, oh, it's uh, Chelsea versus Tottenham. And then he was like, Harith, it's not Tottenham, it's Tottenham. And then I said, oh, oh okay, sorry, sir, Tottenham. Uh, at the time, you know, I just wanted to speak better English, so I, I accepted it, like, whatever. But now that I think back, I'm just like, fuck you. <laughs> I'm going to say Tottenham if I want. Fucking, fucking... It reminds I don't know, it's probably super ignorant of me to say, but when a white man, like, <laughs> corrects my English, it just gives me, like, colonial vibes. It, like, like the spirits of my ancestors are screaming inside me. <laughs> the ancestors inside my body are like, fuck, stab him, stab him. No, no, no. I take that back. That reminds me, uh, I'm guilty of this too. So, you know, I lived in London for a year during my uh, bar school and you learn how to pronounce places. So L, okay, how would you pronounce this word? Okay, L-E-I-C-E-S-T-E-R. Most Malaysians would say Leicester or Leicester, okay? But apparently the right way to say it is Leicester, because English is a freaking weird language. That's why I appreciate BM sometimes. Like, the way you spell things is the way they're pronounced. Simple. But no, English is complicated. Because it's got roots in French. Ha ha, ha ha, baguette, baguette. <laughs> I just said baguette like a Russian guy. Anyway, so I was in the tube and there was this American and... I've always had the stereotype that were, that Americans were loud and obnoxious. But whenever I had that thought, I'm like, fucking hell, Harith. Control yourself. Don't just generalize. But 
this American in the tube was really loud and obnoxious. And then he's like, oh, no, no, we got to stop over here because uh, we, we just drop, got dropped off from there. So the place we need to go to from now is we got to change stations at Leicester Square. <laughs> Leicester. <laughs> I remember just being there with my ex-girlfriend and then going, ah! <laughs> judging the prick oh i feel like an asshole for doing that like he wouldn't know he wouldn't know if i went to wherever the fuck he's from oklahoma or whatever i'd say shit wrong all the time for sure yeah so i used to hate on uh, football fans of all kinds and we would get into like twitter arguments try and settle like who's the best team and you know that's the thing about football fans like they get so worked up and so fired up and you know how i was talking about like how People have stereotypes about Jews and Muslims. Football fans do that too. And when I say football, I mean real football. Yeah, not soccer. But no, I'm not going to give you Americans shit for that. Call it what you want. But yeah. So it's like Manchester City fans are all like glory hunters. Uh, Liverpool fans used to be like sad losers. Leeds United fans were old. Chelsea fans are just idiots. I don't know. It's stuff like that. Everyone has their own stereotypes and they would shit each other on Twitter. And here's the thing I don't like about football. Here's why I don't watch it as much anymore. It's like football is like a toxic relationship. It's like sometimes, you know, when your team wins the title, it's like the best thing ever. But then when it loses for like stupid reasons, like stupid decisions are made or decisions on the pitch don't go your way and you're so close to winning, but you lose. And then or like maybe the player almost scores, but doesn't score. You're just like, ah, ah fuck. And it gets really emotionally draining after a few years. Which is why I guess I tapered off and stopped watching it. Because, you know, Chelsea is a great team to support. Like, they would win. I mean, not anymore. But at the time, they would win. Like, more or less once every two years, they would win something big. But in the years that they lost, I just I felt like killing myself. <laughs> it was that bad. Yeah. You know, week in, week out, like, they win some, they lose some. It's just like a roller coaster of emotions and... It reminded me of my relationship with my ex. It's not that she was a bad person. Maybe I was a bad person, but we weren't good for each other. So it was a roller coaster of emotions, just highs of the highest highs you can feel in life, like the most happiest you can feel in life. And then after that, like the lowest of the lows, like the shittiest you can feel in your life, you know? And football is exactly like that. It's like when your team loses a final, like I can't, I don't know how to put into words what that feels like. It's just so depressing. So when I ended my relationship with my ex, I guess something fundamentally changed inside me. I didn't want that roller coaster bullshit anymore. I wanted, in, instead of passion, I wanted, I still wanted passion, but not that kind of unhealthy passion. What I wanted was, a partner with whom there existed deep mutual respect and the kind of love that's just not grounded upon like crazy emotions and lust, but more on uh, grounded maturity 
in recognizing each other as human beings and moving forward, knowing the fact. And when I had that mindset and I tried to watch football, like something in me changed. Like I didn't enjoy it as much anymore. It just felt boring. Because I mean, when you fucking think about it, football can be fucking boring. You watch a game for 90 minutes and then the game's like, let's say it's 2-1. So for, um, for maybe five minutes of the game, you're going, oh, oh, fuck, that, oh, shit, offside, offside. <laughs> But then the rest of it, you're just kind of sitting there watching it happen and then and you're scrolling your Twitter or Instagram or whatever. You know, I think there is such a thing as the football bubble. You know how there's like a housing market bubble, education bubble. Ooh, that's another thing. Student debt is going to fuck us all up just like COVID. Uh, that's so depressing. Anyway, all right, I'm going to move on from football because I know some of you women might not be interested. But wait, Harith, that's sexist. Women may like football too. And if you thought that, you may be right. But let's get real. Like, how many women genuinely like football? Like, would it be ignorant of me to, like, just assume that the women on my channel wouldn't enjoy football, huh? Would I be a sexist for saying that? I mean, if I am, like, I don't want to live in this world anymore. Just send me to fucking Bangladesh where people don't give a fuck about stuff like this. All right, all right. Uh, so I'm getting pretty worried because uh, I've got a Toastmasters speech coming up. I have to prepare for that. And that, that's a whole ordeal on its own. I, got, I, I take so much time to prepare a good speech. If you are not aware, Toastmasters is an organization where you go and learn public speaking. Well, you don't really learn. You kind of practice. So you pay a subscription fee. And then you go and then you make a speech and then people give you feedback. And now here's the thing about Toastmasters, yeah? Some of the people are fucking weird. <laughs> like, I read this thing online that was just fucking perfect how, how this person uh, described it. Okay, so it's a Reddit post, okay? The question is, does Toastmasters actually do anything? It's a huge time sink. Meetings are two hours long. Don't get me fucking started. And very boring. There's a lot of socially awkward people there trying to improve their social skills. Yeah. <laughs> Now, okay, wait, wait, let me finish this. It says, I've attended a couple of meetings as a test. There are people who have been there for years and are not that good. Where can I learn true oratory skills? Okay. So I want to address this thing about socially awkward people. Yes, I so agree. Oh my God. It's like, you know, when you're that kind of person who grew up being the weird guy in class, you know, not super confident. You, could, you didn't really get the ladies. You know what I'm saying? So it's these kind of people that come to Toastmasters in general, in general, okay? In general, not everybody. So... They tend to be like super friendly, like, hi, hi, nice to meet you. How are you? It's like so enthusiastic to meet you and socialize with you to the point where you're like, yo, are you being fake? Because it's really fucking tiring. Okay, I'm going to like compare this to a situation so that most of you listening will know exactly what I'm talking about. If you've been to church and then you mingle with the people involved with the church. Yeah, it's like that. 
<laughs> I know a lot of you are going, oh, I get it now. Yeah, it's like just so overbearingly friendly. Like, can you just leave me alone for fuck's sake? <laughs> I just want to sit down, observe, make my speech and leave. I don't want all this small talk with you. Like, it's like they're all on amphetamines, <laughs> some kind of booster. It feels sometimes like they're all on too much caffeine. And the interesting thing is, I found out that a lot of them are Christians. And not just the normal chill Christians. They're like the church going, like sing like, Jesus, oh my Lord Jesus. Like, they're not just like mouthing it and chilling, singing in the crowd. You know, they're like hands in the air, kind of, oh, save my soul, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh god is this sedition can i be charged under the sedition like i don't think so <laughs> all right so let me address the other thing in this post so there are people who have been here for years and are not that good yes okay so i shouldn't be judgmental but i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna be judgmental it's like there are people who have been there for three, four, five years, and then their speech making is okay, but for all that time you invested, I thought you would, your speeches would be so good that I would get a hard on, you know? Like, I thought you'd be that kind of competent, but no. Nope, nope, nope. Toastmasters is just a place you can go, like, to genuinely improve your public speaking skills, but just warning, yeah, you gotta, you gotta go through a lot of awkwardness, and a lot of what feels like fake, okay? All right. Now, I want to rant about this thing, yeah? So, as you all... Oh, before that, if you enjoyed what you've heard so far, I would really appreciate it if you just click follow on Spotify. The best thing you can do, help me grow. Tell a friend about this crazy guy on the podcast, All Things Malaysian. Chris, Chris, Tapao Cha Siupao. Woyao banana leaf rice. Yeah, just tell a friend about this crazy guy and uh, just maybe send him a link or put it on your Instagram story. Help me grow. Thank you so much. Moving on to the rant. So as you probably know, if you've been following me for a while, I run another podcast in Bahasa Melayu. Aku bangga sebagai seorang Malaysia yang pandai cakap bahasa Melayu. So where I speak in BM because I want to get back my uh, my language, you know? My mother tongue. Literally my mother tongue because my mom is Malaysian. Malay, Malay. And the craziest thing happened last night. Oh my God. So last night before I went to bed, I had 400 subscribers, yeah? And then when I wake up in the morning, I check my shit. Because, you know, that's what you do when you create content. The first thing you do when you wake up, how am I doing? How am I doing? I'm so anxious all the time. <laughs> nah, not really. Comedic effect exaggeration. Yes. So I wake up and I check my uh, YouTube studio and I've got fucking 2000 subscribers. Holy shit, 2,000 fucking subscribers overnight from 400. So 1,000 
600 people signed up. And then now when I look at my screen, hold on, let me click refresh. It is loading, it is loading. I don't know. <laughs> I now have 3,404 subscribers. And I can't believe that this fucking happened. And here's why. It's all fake. It's all fake subscribers. I, tr I just tried to do a Donald Trump impression. I hope it was good. If you're, if you're going friend, nah, I was terrible. Yep, I gotcha. You're probably right. But I think this is all fake. Now, I'm not saying I bought any of my subscribers, but here's, here's why I think it's fake, okay? So I've got two videos here. One of them has 5,834 views and 3,594 likes. That's like 60% of the viewers like the video. Like, and another video... I've got 5,398 views and 3,583 likes. Again, 60%. And it's just these two videos. It's like all my other videos are not this, I would say, viral. I have this other video. Like my latest one only has 400 views. Like suddenly I've got these massive spikes with massive likes. And when I check the analytics, like a huge chunk of them just watch it for like 30 seconds to one minute and leaves. But they leave a like? And then they subscribe, like 3,000 of them. <laughs> so it's fake. It's all fucking fake. And here's what I fucking hate about this. Yeah, this makes me look bad. Like people who look at this shit are going to come and think, ooh, this guy bought his followers and it's going to make me feel like shit. So something's happening. I feel like I'm being fucking sabotaged. I have a feeling some politicians don't like it that I'm bridging the gap, bringing together all the races for love. Because we're in the end, we're all human. We're Malaysian. Because I'm having productive conversations about race. Right? Trying to understand everybody's points of views. And I think I'm being sabotaged. You're probably asking, wait, why is buying views for you sabotage? It's sabotage because it stops my channel from growing when I have all these fake subscribers who don't view my content. If the, if the fake subscribers don't view my content, YouTube is much less likely to recommend my videos to new, f new people. So I'm just like, fuck. I really hope I'm not fucked. Uh, I'm so disappointed. Anyway, moving on. Okay, so there was this thing I wanted to rant about. So I saw this tweet the other day yeah, of, uh, not the other day, it was a few months ago uh, when the corona pandemic started getting big. And then there was this one guy, you know, uh, on my Twitter. He was my senior in high school. And then, he always tweets emo shit, like cryptic shit, cryptic shit. Tahi yang tidak difahami. He always tweets cryptic shit that you really got to figure out, like what the fuck are you talking about? So he would say, he would say things like, I'm not your fucking doormat. Like, you know, passive aggressive shit like that. Like when you're angry, you just tweet passive aggressive shit and you got, got to figure out who he's talking about. Yeah. So he does that a lot. And then uh, I think it was around March. 
and then he tweeted the coronavirus is not the only virus humans are the real virus on earth it's us who needs to be eradicated okay that last part i made up but like <laughs> These people think they're so smart. Huh? Humans are the real virus. We are the ones who are the disease on Mother Earth. Fuck off, you pretentious motherfucker. <laughs> I can't fucking stand it. Why? Why, why, why you got to tweet like that? Ugh. Okay, but for real, let's rewind a bit. Are humans the fucking virus on Earth? Like what? Is the is the world sick? Are we making it sick? I don't know. I don't know enough about this to comment. All right, you know what? I'm going to stop it there. Thank you so much for listening to Harithja. It's been episode 12. It's been a fun journey. I'm going to keep trying to upload at least three times a week but, uh, so that I can accompany you on most days uh, while you're at work. But um, in the early journeys, maybe until I have my first 20 episodes, I'll try and do it almost every weekday. Okay. Hope you have a wonderful day ahead. Love you so much. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.